Warning, this podcast may contain strong explicit language as this is my personal opinions on football. Listener discretion advised. You are now listening to The Stumpy Show. What is going on everybody and welcome to another episode of The Stumpy Show. As always, I'm your host Kyle Stump, aka Stumpy. And before I get into the Thursday night game this week, I got to get into this news right now with wide, with Raiders wide receiver Henry Ruggs traveling over 150 miles per hour, rear-ending his car and or into another car, killing a 23-year-old woman and her dog. With his alcohol level being at more than twice the legal limit, Ruggs was arrested for a DUI, and since then, the Raiders have released him. Besides the DUI, he is in another count of reckless driving, and possession of a gun under the influence of drugs and alcohol, which those other counts are is a, mis- a misdemeanor. And this is just really sad to see with athletes going through trouble like this. Doesn't matter what league you're in. But the lesson here is throughout all of this, if you are completely drunk, do not drive. And with these counts, he could be facing up to 46 years in prison. It just proves that no matter who you are, one big mistake could ruin your life. And this incident pretty much ruined and will pretty much haunt Henry Ruggs for the rest of his life. And my thoughts and prayers go out to that 23-year-old lady and her dog who were killed in the accident. And now with all that, we go on to a Thursday night game recap between the New York Jets versus the Indianapolis Colts. We are now at the halfway point into the se- into the NFL season. And coming into this game, I thought this game would have been close a little bit after the Jets beaten the Cincinnati Bengals by a field goal, with the Bengals being one of the best teams in the league. But enough about the Bengals. This isn't about them. This is about the New York Jets. Going into this game, this was Mike White, the most basic name ever, second start. But that start was held short as he went 7 for 11 with 95 yards passing and one touchdown. And he left the game with a forearm injury, and in came Josh Johnson, who at, after that went 27 for 41 th- for 317 yards passing and three touchdowns and one interception on the day. Not bad for him. And in the receiving game, a big game for rookie wide receiver Elijah Moore as he had seven receptions for 84 yards and two touchdowns, and also Keelan Cole having five receptions for 66 yards. And as for the Colts, Carson Wentz went 22 for 30 for 272 yards passing and three touchdowns on the day. And in the rushing game, man, one of the, probably one of the biggest rushing games all season so far. Jonathan Taylor having 19 carries, for 172 yards rushing and two touchdowns on the day. And now that Derrick Henry is out for the rest of the year, probably out for the rest of the year, that pretty much opens the door for Jonathan Taylor to possibly take the NFL rushing title this year. And after that game, Taylor now has 822 21 yards rushing and eight touchdowns 
for the entire year, but not far behind Henry. And in the receiving game, Michael Pittman Jr., who's been on a roll lately, had five receptions for 64 yards and one touchdown. And Zach Pascal had four receptions for 58 yards. And not much notable on the defense for the Colts, besides two sacks by defensive tackle Taylor Starworth on the day. And two sacks is pretty much impressive in one game on the day. And by the third quarter, this game was all but over, as the Colts were up 42-16 to at the end of the third. But the Jets scored two unanswered touchdowns in the fourth, and the Colts only having a field goal, which led to the Colts winning this game 45-30. to and now that that Thursday night game is now on out of the way, now we go on to the rest of Week 9. And first up, we got the Houston Texans versus the Miami Dolphins. And these are two teams that have not been hot all season. And these were two teams that won one game at Week 1, but and have been not that hot ever since. And in this game for the Texans, they will be without tight end Farrell Brown, with a thigh injury, and linebacker Christian Kirksey with a thumb injury. And also, might I note that the Texans did not trade Deshaun Watson, and Watson will not be playing in this game because of all that situation and the legal troubles. But good news for the Texans, Tyrod Taylor is coming back. Just as we thought his job was going to be stolen this time around, just like in Cleveland with Baker Mayfield and in Los Angeles with Justin Herbert, he has his starting job back. History did not repeat itself with Davis Mills and the Texans. And now for the Miami Dolphins, linebacker Jerome Baker is listed as questionable due to a knee injury, and quarterback Tua Tungavaloa is listed as questionable due to a rib injury and a left finger injury. They were both limited at practice throughout the week, but Dolphins coach Brian Flores said on Friday that he is optimi op optimistic that Tua Tagovailoa will play this week against the Texans. And speaking of Deshaun Watson earlier, the Dolphins were the team that had conversations to take in Watson, but who knows where all this is going with Watson or whether or not he'll play this season like later on. And I have no idea what's been happening with Miami lately as they were were picked as playoff hopefuls at the beginning of the season and have been awful ever since. Which, in my opinion, knew that was going to happen after losing guys like Kyle Van Noy and Shaq Lawson on defense. And it was debatable if Xavier Howard was going to have that was going to have that repeat performance as last year. And at times, the Texans show a little promise, but not enough. In my opinion, this game will probably be close, but not a high-scoring game. So in my prediction, I feel like the Texans have a little bit of an edge over Miami at this point. With, with my prediction, Houston 17, Miami 14. And the next game that we got is the Las Vegas Raiders versus the New York Giants. And the Raiders overall, they've had probably the longest season ever. First losing John Gruden due to comments and when Gruden resigning because of that. And now with Henry Ruggs being arrested 
for a DUI car accident and could be facing many years in prison. But throughout all that, the Raiders have still been able to play. Throughout all of that, the Raiders have been surprisingly doing well. I mean, losing rugs will hurt, no question about it. But like I said with John Gruden signing as head coach after those comments, it will just be as a matter of how to handle it from here on out. And Raiders quarterback Derek Carr has spoken out on the situation saying, and I quote, I will always be there, be here for him. That won't change. I'll prove that over the course of time to him, not, not to anybody else. And would also go on to say, and I quote, he needs people to love him right now. He probably, he's probably feeling a certain type of way about himself right now. He needs to be loved. If no one else will do it, I'll do it. And that's a teammate right there, regardless. I mean, yeah, Ruggs did break the law, no question about it. But regardless, people are people no matter what. And I salute D David Derek Carr for this. Although weird, I almost said his brother, David Carr, for some reason. I don't know why. This game, regardless, will be an emotional one for Derek Carr, no question about it. But the Raiders, not a lot of key injuries on for them. And as for the New York Giants, Saquon Barkley is clearing COVID protocol this week, but will be sidelined again due to an ankle injury that he had been suffering for a while now. And joining him on list being listed as out on offense, wide receiver Dante Pettis due to a shoulder injury and wide receiver Sterling Shepard due to a quad injury. And the other wide receivers, Kenny Galladay, listed as questionable due to a knee injury, and wide receiver John Ross listed as questionable due to a quad injury. And the Giants have been a little up and down lately, and things have not gone their way, and their head coach, Joe Judge, might be on the hot seat. And with this game, who knows where this is going to go. For me, with this game, it could go either way, but my focus is towards the Raiders in this game. Been through some hard times and have not let that bother them. I mean, I hope this won't be any different, but it will but with Rugs incident, it will affect them a lot. This team a lot since Rugs was like a brother on that team. And that's pretty much the game of football. Everybody on your team, regardless whether you love them or hate them, are like brothers. You have that family bond right there. And my prediction, my ga my game this game, I feel like, will go to the Raiders, as my prediction will be Raiders 27, Giants 27. I mean, no, 24. Scratch that. Raiders 27, Giants 24. And the next game that we got is my New England Patriots versus the Carolina Panthers. And for the Patriots, this definitely does not surprise me, with a lot of people listed under questionable. And now we go down the list this week. Defensive tackle Christian Barmore is listed as questionable due to a foot injury. Linebacker Jawan Bentley to a rib injury. Defensive back Kyle Duggar with a neck injury. Kicker Nick Folk due to a left knee injury. Linebacker Dante Hightower due to an ankle injury. Offensive lineman Shaq Mason due to an abdomen injury. Linebacker Josh Use with a shoulder injury. Linebacker Kyle Van Noy due to a groin injury. Punter Jake Bailey due to a right knee injury, and wide receiver Nikhil Harry due to a knee injury. And every one of those questionable players were limited on Friday. 
and defensive back J.C. Jackson and tight end Janu Smith were cleared to play after missing practice earlier in the week. And as for the Panthers, I just can't believe I'm saying this, that we are seeing the return of CMC. Yep, that is correct. Running back Christian McCaffrey is returning for the Panthers. And Christian McCaffrey had been out since week four due to a hamstring injury. And as a Pats fan, it pretty much sucks that he had to come back this week. Just my opinion. But regardless of all that, I am glad that he is okay. And quarterback Sam Darnold is listed as questionable since he is still on COVID, on not COVID, concussion protocol. And this game will pretty much be a game time decision. And also linebacker Shaq Thompson is making a return to the field after missing three games due to a foot injury. And with this game, I thought this was game was going to be easy for the Patriots. But now that McCaffrey is back, and now that they have linebacker Shaq Thompson back, I don't know about this game. This game could go either way. The Panthers have had a hot start going 3-0, but losing the last four after that, and then just winning last week against the Atlanta Falcons in a close one. I don't have much confidence in the Panthers, but who knows? And the Pats, they lost their week one opener and then one against the Jets the next week, and then they lost the last three, two of them in a close one. Correct that, not their last three. Last two against New Orleans and Tampa Bay, then winning against Houston, then losing to the Dallas Cowboys. Winning the last two against the New York Jets and a shocking upset against the Los Angeles Chargers. And part of me is saying that the Patriots are finding their mojo, I think, but who knows, to be honest. If it's all been luck. But knowing Bill Belichick, it's not luck. And I mean, it's all pretty much hard work under Bill Belichick. No question about it. And this game could be really close. And coming down to the wire, with my prediction, um, Patriots with a winning by a final score of 31-28. to and the next game that we got is the Minnesota Vikings versus the Baltimore Ravens. And I don't know much how to feel about this game. I mean, Minnesota shows a little signs of flash, flashing out, but to no prevail. And I've said that New Orleans have been a little bit inconsistent. Well, I've, I've kind of noticed that Minnesota had been a little inconsistent at times too. But at the same time, all their losses have not been more than seven points. Like, if when they lose, or sometimes if they win, they come down to the wire. Their only exception was that victory against Seattle when, when the Vikings won 30-17. to And as for the Vikings, they will be once again without defensive tackle Michael Pierce due to an elbow injury. And linebacker Anthony Barr is listed as questionable due to a knee injury. And for the Ravens, running back Latavius Murray is listed as doubtful due to an ankle injury. And wide receivers Rashad Bateman and Sammy Watkins are listed as questionable, with Bateman having a groin injury and Watkins having a thigh injury. And Ravens coach John Harbaugh said that Rashad Bateman's groin injury that is not not nothing serious, and he is he's got a real good chance playing Sunday. And this is another game that could go either way. Minnesota hasn't lost. They have lost, but haven't lost by more than a touchdown. Like I said, whenever they've lost, it's come down to the wire. 
And I mean, Baltimore's got a solid defense, but they're, I, mean, I mean, they're not the best. And Baltimore's secondary hasn't been great for the most part. I mean, losing Marcus Peters to an ACL tear hurts them. And on the front seven, they don't have anybody who had who's had more than five sacks on the year so far. I mean, what Baltimore can do on offense is unlimited amount of stuff. Either Lamar Jackson running with the ball or throwing it numerous times to Marquise Brown or Mark Edward. I mean, Mark Andrews. And I thought their rushing was going to be a little screwed with losing J.K. Dobbins, Gus Edwards, and Justice Hill due to season-ending injuries at the beginning of the season. But I mean, like I said on their defense, if their, their secondary isn't ready to go, then it's going to be a long day for that secondary against wide receivers like Justin Jefferson, Adam Thielen, and an underrated wide receiver on their team, KJ Osborne. And this game will be very close, but I'm predicting an upset right here. I'm predicting an upset in this game right now. This is just my opinion, by the way. I have a feeling that Minnesota will win a very close game with a final score of minnesota 28 baltimore 25 and the next game that we got is another division rival game but this time between the atlanta falcons and the new orleans saints and for the falcons wide receiver russell gage is returning he is limited due to a groin injury right now and last week i forgot to mention wide falcons wide receiver calvin ridley will be stepping away from football for a while to deal focus on mental health. But I mean, it's honestly for the best at times. When you're going insane like that, I mean, there could be a lot of stuff going on with Ridley behind the scenes that we don't know. And this has been slowly turning common a little bit, not just in football, but in sports in general, with athletes taking time off a little bit to focus on mental health. Just like examples in the past in the NBA with DeMar DeRozan and Kevin Love having to take a little bit of time off to focus on mental health. In a tweet, Ridley posted a picture of what he said about the whole situation, and the quote says, and I quote, these past few weeks here these have been very challenging, and as most much as I'd like to be on the field competing with my teammates, I need to step away from football at this time and focus on my mental well-being. This will help me be the best version of myself now and in the future. I want to thank my teammates, the entire Atlanta Falcons organization, our great fans, my friends, and my family for all of their support during this time. And athletes, I mean, they, that's the end of the quote. I mean, athletes are human too, regardless. And they deal with the same stuff we deal in life. I mean, you may think as little kids that these, these heroes or role models are like Superman. When in reality, they are not. They are human like you and me. But at the same time, you got these people on social media, especially Twitter, saying all this nonsense, saying, Oh, you're faking it. Oh, you're just saying this because you just want attention. Like, no. If you're one of those people on Twitter that just comment on stuff like that and possibly just calling people out like that for clout, then you probably need to go to a mental hospital yourself. Like, I'm not trying to send the wrong message, but there's something wrong with you 
if you're on Twitter and you're criticizing people who actually suffer from mental health. That's serious and is no joke. And as for the New Orleans Saints, they will have Taysom Hill back. And with Jameis Winston out for the rest of the year, Trevor Simeon is going to be taking the starting duties from now on. I mean, I thought the Saints were screwed in that situation against the, the Buccaneers, but they were not surprisingly. And this could be the same result. A cl very close game. And the Saints have surprisingly found their identity right now. I mean, I thought all was coming to a close with Drew Brees' retirement. But Sean Payton has found a way to turn it around. My prediction for this game, I got the Saints winning this one with a final score of 24-17. to and the next game that we got is the Denver Broncos versus the Dallas Cowboys. And this game should probably be a slaughter right now. The Broncos will be without tackle Garrett Bowles due to an ankle injury. And that defense on the Broncos is just going to get worse, honestly. That's just in my opinion. You lose Von Miller to the Rams. Like, literally, this isn't going to end well for the Broncos. And I mean, yes, they got a second and third round pick out of it but not much to it and for the cowboys they'll be without tight end blake jarwin due to a hip injury and tackle tyron smith due to an ankle injury and wide receivers amari cooper and cd lamb are listed as questionable as amari cooper suffering a hamstring injury and cd lamb is suffering an ankle injury and even though cooper rush had a solid game the last game against the minnesota vikings Dak Prescott is coming back. And I don't expect much out of this game from not just the Cowboys, but m much, definitely not much from the Denver Broncos. I mean, this Dallas Cowboys team is mo most improved since last year with losing Dak most of the year and the defense being inconsistent last year. But they somehow, someway turned it around. And the Cowboys, I hate to say it, will not stop dominating. And this game will be no different. And my prediction will be the Dallas Cowboys winning this game in possibly a slaughter. With a final score of, of Dallas, 35, Denver Broncos, 14. And the next game that we got is the Cleveland Browns versus the Cincinnati Bengals. And not only the Rams had a rough week with one of their wide receivers, but the Browns had, had a rough week with their wide receivers, with Odell Beckham Jr. missing practice constantly for weeks. And now because of this behavior, Odell Beckham Jr. had been released by the Cleveland Browns. And it is unknown where he will sign next. I would say him to the Patriots, even though that's been rumored for years. I, I pretty much know that he will have an attitude problem on the Patriots if he signed with that team. And I know Belichick's not going to put up with it. And that's pretty much been bugging Odell for his entire career. Not just on the Browns, but definitely on the Giants as well. And speaking of the Browns, they will be without tackle Jack Conklin, as Conklin is suffering an elbow injury. And defensive and Tack McKinley is listed as questionable due to a groin injury. Wide receiver Donovan Peoples-Jones listed as questionable due to a groin injury. Cornerback Denzel Ward listed as questionable due to a hamstring injury. And tight end Harrison Bryant listed as questionable due to a thigh injury. And for the Bengals in this game, not many injuries for the Bengals, by the way. The Bengals are just trying to shake off that embarrassing loss 
against the New York Jets. I mean, let's face it, that game was a gimme win for the Bengals, and they blow it. And that's on them, not the Jets fan base. With the defense being garbage that game, and the offense not doing much. And the connection with Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase not being as effective as we all thought it was going to be in that game. Browns, for the most part, things have not gone their way, whether it's due to injury or inconsistent play. And this game will be very close, no question about it, as my final score prediction will probably be Cincinnati with a final score of 27-24. to And the next game that we got is the Buffalo Bills versus the Jacksonville Jaguars. And this game on paper seems like this game should be a slaughter and a complete blowout. Though Those two things are pretty much the same thing. As for the Bills, they will be without tight end Dawson Knox due to a hand injury and offensive lineman John Feliciano with a calf injury and Spencer Brown due to a back injury both of them being O-linemen. And wide receiver Cole Beasley is listed as questionable due to a rib injury. And safety Jordan Poyer listed as questionable due to a shoulder injury. And as for the Jaguars, running back James Robinson is listed as questionable due to a heel injury. And like I've said with plenty of teams, everything for the Jaguars so far this season have not gone their way. Sure, they had like one lucky win against Miami in london but that's mostly been about it and the bills they've only had like one that one loss in week one and they've been on fire ever since and yes they did lose a close one against against tennessee a couple weeks ago but regardless that loss did not bother them and josh allen is slowly turning into an mvp candidate again and the bills defense can definitely handle the jaguars offense no question about it and that has been proven time and time again with a lot of teams defenses and this game i expect the bills to show no mercy against the jaguars as my prediction will be the bills winning this game 41 to 7 and the next game that we got is the Los Angeles Chargers versus the Philadelphia Eagles. And in this game, the Chargers will be without three players. Cornerback Michael Davis due to a hamstring injury. Running back Just, Justin Jackson due to a concussion. And cornerback Asante Samuel Jr. due to a concussion. And as for the Eagles, they will only be without wide receiver J.J. Arcega-Whiteside. I mean, this game could have gone either way. With Los Angeles losing a little bit of momentum going into this game. After losing a close one against the Patriots last week. And a little bit of momentum has gone to the Eagles side after decimating Detroit last week. With a final score of 44-7. to And I mean after that loss by the Chargers against New England. Some people are already calling out the Chargers. And I mean, that's just a little unfair to say the least. Even though, yes, before that game against the Patriots, they were decimated by the Ravens. But some people gotta chill. Like, it seems like a little bit of an overreaction. But for the Eagles, they've had had close games that they've won or lost. But I wouldn't say the Eagles are, like, top tier. Like, the Eagles are still rebuilding. And it's going to take some time for Jalen Hurts to develop and Devontae Smith to develop. Like, people got to know that. That the Eagles are still rebuilding as well. And I'd say the Chargers are a little bit as well. Towards the end, that'll probably be a dogfight between the Chargers and the Raiders 
for the AFC West. Although, then again, who knows if the Chiefs will bounce back after that. Just a little bit shocking to see that. That a Patrick Mahomes-led Kansas City Chiefs team is in last place in the AFC West. Well, not last place, but third place in the AFC West. With a possibility of not making the playoffs. My prediction in this game is that the Chargers will bounce back in this game. And will beat the Philadelphia Eagles with a final score of 28-14. to And the next game that we got is the Green Bay Packers versus the Kansas City Chiefs. And I would say that this game will be a matchup for the ages. Until we found out Aaron Rodgers tested positive for COVID-19. Aaron Rodgers has said that he had been going around saying that he had been vaccinated when really he has not. And that will pave the way for 2020 first rounder Jordan Love to have his first start. Honestly, in my my opinion, this probably won't end well for Jordan Love. But then again, he could have possibly a big game because of how bad... Kansas City's defense has been all year. And for the Packers, they will be without defensive lineman Kingsley Kiki as he is out with a concussion. And also tackle Dennis Kenny is listed as questionable due to a back injury. And defensive lineman Dean Lowry will be listed as questionable due to a hamstring injury. And for the Chiefs, tackle Mike Remmers. Is going to be out due to a knee injury. And all I got to say about this whole game, what the hell is going? What is going on with both these teams? Well, not the Packers mostly. The Packers only had that one game, which they lost miserably, and then have been hot ever since. But this is more of a question towards the Chiefs. Made the Super Bowl last year, won the Super Bowl the day the year before, and then have like literally gone downhill ever since and now Patrick Mahomes is I can't believe I'm saying this and I can't believe I I don't think this would definitely be heard of until now with Patrick Mahomes leading the NFL in interceptions with 10 interceptions like how can somebody who is getting paid a lot of money and is pretty much set for life drop that bad. It isn't just Mahomes. It's also Tyreek Hill dropping passes every now and then and Travis Kelsey dropping passes every now and then. This game will be crucial to Kansas City because if Kansas City does not turn it around against the Green Bay Packers, then I don't know what will happen to the Chiefs after that. And after this game, they got a tough schedule for the most part. After that, facing the Raiders twice, facing the Chargers once, and the Steelers, who haven't been, like, that bad, facing the Bengals, who have been a huge surprise, facing the Dallas Cowboys in a few weeks. If all doesn't go well, then I feel like that their only two wins in the next, next, the rest of the season could be against Denver, both meetings. But that will definitely be worst-case scenario, is that they lose every game the rest of the season except against the Broncos against both the, both their meetings against the Broncos and I can't believe they just narrowly beat the Giants when that should have been a blowout my prediction in this game is that Kansas City will probably win this game but in close fashion but at the same time it could go either way either Jordan Love will probably have one of the best starts in NFL history or he'll probably have one of the worst with the offense not doing much 
and the defense being way worse. But my prediction, Kansas City wins this game 27-20. And the next game that we got is another division rival game, but between the Arizona Cardinals and the San Francisco 49ers. And with this game, I don't know if I mentioned, defensive end J.J. Watt will be out for the rest of the year as his shoulder it requires surgery. And also in this game, what quarterback, wide receiver duo Kyler Murray and DeAndre Hopkins will both be listed as questionable and will be game time decisions as Murray is suffering a ankle injury and Hopkins is suffering a hamstring injury. And as for the 49ers, they will be without defensive back Jimmy Ward due to a quadricep injury. And also for the 49ers, running back Elijah Moore is listed as questionable due to a rib injury. Wide receiver Debo Samuel listed as questionable due to a calf injury. And defensive lineman D. Ford listed as questionable due to a thumb injury. And those three were limited at practices this week. And before this game, Arizona was the only undefeated team. But they lost to the Green Bay Packers in a very, very close game. That if only A.J. Green had caught that ball and was paying attention, would have tied that game up. Scratch that. Not tied it up, but would have won the game right there. But in my prediction, if Murray and Hopkins play in this game, Arizona will bounce back in this game and will come back more furious and ready to go this game compared to last week against the Packers. As my prediction, it will be a high-scoring close game with a final score of Arizona 38, San Fran 35. And the next game that we got is the Tennessee Titans versus the Los Angeles Rams. And this one could have been a close one and possibly a great game. But due to Derrick Henry being out with a foot fracture and will be out from 6 to 10 weeks, I don't know much of what to make of this game. As the Titans will be without linebacker Rashad Evans due to an ankle injury. And tackle Taylor Lewan being listed as questionable due to a knee injury, and wide receiver A.J. Brown listed as questionable to a knee injury as well. And for the Rams, they got a good amount of key players listed as questionable. Wide receiver Robert Woods listed as questionable due to a foot injury. Newly acquired outside linebacker Von Miller listed as questionable due to an ankle injury. We don't know if he'll make his Rams debut in that game. And cornerback Jalen Ramsey being listed as questionable due to a knee injury. As as mentioned earlier, Von Miller was traded from the Denver Broncos to the Los Angel- Angeles Rams for a second rounder and a third rounder in next year's draft. And as mentioned Robert Woods earlier, he is most likely to play as he was the only questionable player who... He played listed as questionable to practice yesterday at, on Friday. And for the Titans, Henry's injury is going to hurt them. No debate around that. As T- Ryan Tannehill can put on a show every now and then, but, he mo- but Tannehill and head coach Mike Vrabel rely on Derrick Henry to get things going. And my prediction, it's going to be hard to predict on this game, but the Rams have more of an edge at this game. As my prediction will be the Rams 30, Titans 20. And next up on Monday night, 
we got the Chicago Bears versus the Pittsburgh Steelers. As for the Bears, linebacker Alec Ogletree is listed as questionable due to an ankle injury. And wide receiver Darnell Mooney listed as questionable due to a groin injury. And defensive back Eddie Jackson is listed as doubtful due to a hamstring injury. And this will be another week where the Bears defense will not have Khalil Mack due to a foot injury. And for the Steelers, offensive lineman B.J. Finney will be listed as questionable due to a back injury. And the Steelers will be without tight end Eric Ebron as he will be out due to a hamstring injury. And both teams come into this game with questionable momentum as last week the Steelers won a close one against the Cleveland Browns and even though Chicago lost last week against the San Francisco 49ers the offense did not look that bad as Justin Fields had a game for the ages pretty much almost looking like himself playing back at Ohio State or even Robert Griffin III a little bit. And also, rumor has it that the Bears organization is already looking for candidates to succeed Matt Nagy, as Nagy could be fired at the end of the season as Bears head coach. And we expect more from the Bears defense, but to an extent they have delivered, but not much at the same time. And I mean, who knows if... The Steelers' defense will stop this new offense led by Fields and taken over by their special teams coordinator who took over for Nagy as Nagy was recovering from COVID. But this game will probably come down to the wire via be a very close game. As I, my prediction in this game will be the Steelers 28, the Bears 24. And now we go on to sports news outside of the NFL. As a few days ago, the um, the World Series was played between the Atlanta Braves and the Houston Astros. And that series is over as the Braves won the World Series in six games. And honestly, this was pretty much well-deserved by the Braves. And also Atlanta as a whole. With Atlanta not recovering from 28-3, in the Super Bowl between the Atlanta Falcons and the New England Patriots, as I mentioned time and time again. And also, this was a team that was originally supposed to host the All-Star Game, but as I mentioned earlier, was moved to Denver, Colorado, due to the voter laws in Georgia, in the state of Georgia. And this game was pretty much payback for that, but then again, the Braves had a long season besides that. The Braves throughout the season lost Mike Soro- lost ace Mike Soroka due to an injury and um, outfield star Ronald Acuna Jr. due to an injury as well. And also losing Marcelo Zuna due to acquisi- accusations for domestic violence. And because of all that, the Braves went all in at the trade deadline, adding Jose Soler from the Kansas City Royals, Eddie Rosario from the Cleveland Indians, now the Cleveland Guardians, and adding Jock Peterson from the Chicago Cubs. And as I mentioned earlier, that this season for the Braves was probably going to be the final season for franchise star Freddie Freeman, as Freeman is a free agent. And like I mentioned earlier with the Braves, that this World Series was well-deserved by them because of all that they've been through and the city and the whole state of Georgia 
has gone through over the past year. And I feel like this story for the Braves is going to be told for years to go to come. And who knows if whether or not they'll make a movie out of it. I don't know for sure, but probably I feel like the 2016 Cubs are more likely to have a movie based on them than probably the 2021 Braves. But who knows it could be both in the future right now. Not like right not like right now, but like in the future, like in the next 10 or so years. A big congratulations to the Atlanta Braves as this is their fourth World Series title and their first one since 1995. And that will wrap up this episode of the Stumpy Show. Best of luck to all those teams out there and a best of luck resting week for the Seattle Seahawks, Detroit Lions, Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and Washington football team. With a good amount of games, it was pretty much difficult to predict. And as always, I'm your host, Kyle Stump, a.k.a. Stumpy. I'll see you next time. Bye-bye.